This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. This is Spin Control, episode 22, The Big Reveal, and I'm your host, Shiloh. Welcome back to all my returning listeners, and to those of you who are new, welcome to the show. Well, everyone, it has been another busy, busy, crafty week, and there's been a ton of stuff going on. Where to start? I'd like to begin by saying we had a ton of awesome entries to The Big Reveal contest, and we have a winner, but you're going to have to wait until we get to the spin-off section of this podcast to find out exactly who that is. In addition, I want to remind everybody in upcoming events that the Strange Folk Festival is right around the corner here in the Metro East area. That's September 25th and 26th in O'Fallon, Illinois, and I hope to see some of you out there. I know that I'm going to be out. I don't know if it's going to be both days, Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to try to make the knit in, which is scheduled for Saturday from, I think, 10 to 3, which would be cool. I checked the Strange Folk Festival website, but I could not find the location. And in addition, the St. Louis Knitters Group on Ravelry didn't list a location either. So I'll keep hunting for that, and maybe I'll post that update in the show notes if I find it. Alrighty, in other events... We have another super important event right around the corner. If you are listening to this before or on September 19th, I hope you all join me in recognizing International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I look forward to it every year. I put it on the calendar on my phone and it alerts me two or three days before so that I don't forget. So this coming Sunday, September 19th, is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. If you're catching up on podcasts and listen to this one late, put it on your calendar and don't forget about it next year. That is really all I've got going on in terms of kicking off this podcast. So I guess it's time to get this thing started. This week in Spin a Tale, I'm going to talk to you about my sewing classes. When I bought my fancy schmancy sewing machine, probably what was that, like two months ago, the local fabric store had told me that I would get some classes to go along with that purchase so that I could use my sewing machine to its fullest potential. And during that time, my fabric store moved locations. And so it took a long time to get those classes started, and I actually forgot all about them until I got a call from the store saying that they were totally full up in their new location and ready to schedule my classes. So I went to the first class this past Tuesday night, and it was a blast. My husband, because of his school schedule, isn't practicing rugby every Tuesday and Thursday like he did last year. He's just doing Thursday nights. So my Tuesday was open, and at 6 o'clock I headed over to the fabric store, and sat down. It was me, another woman who just bought a sewing machine, and the instructor. Now, they're called guide classes, and at first you think, well, you know, it's just for beginning sewers, and I probably won't learn very much from it because I know a lot of basics. But there was no way I was going to pass up a free class. Come on now. You know me. I'm cheap. So I took my free class, my first class. It was amazing. I know, right? I learned so much about my sewing machine that it wasn't even funny. Little things that had she not pointed them out, I totally would have missed them. So I'm sitting there in my chair with my sewing machine set up in front of me 
And I lean back and cross my arms while I'm listening to her explain something super simple, right? And then she goes on to talking about the different functions of the machine. And as she's talking, I notice this button on the front of my machine. It's got a little knot on it. I had no idea what it was for. I hadn't even noticed it before that moment, and I've had this machine for two months. My machine, if you push the button before you start stitching, it will automatically sew a securing knot at the beginning of your seam. It was that simple. Push the button, start sewing, and there's no back stitching required. It automatically ties the knot for you. Unbelievable. And it was a bunch of silly stuff like that that I had just no idea. Like, really? My machine does that? Or, oh, that's what that functions for? I'm sure every single bit of that stuff is inside the manual for my sewing machine, but I pretty much only flip through the manual when I have a goal in mind. You know, like, I need to sew in a, a button. How do I do that? I flip to the instructions for sewing on buttons and I take care of it. But other than that, I'm not a read the manual from the start to finish. I use it, but I'm not going to read it cover to cover. So the beginning portion of my guide classes include the basic function of my machine and using some of the stitches and what their purpose is. And that was last Tuesday and this coming up Tuesday. And then she mentioned in the class that I have more free classes coming. And those classes will be all about the embroidery functions on my machine. The other woman didn't get an embroidery machine, so she won't be in the class with me. But I can't believe I'm going to get free classes on how to embroider. Awesome. This should be a lot of fun and I'm really enjoying it. And a lot of the stuff is really basic, but I'm so happy that I'm learning stuff that I would have never known otherwise. Yay. So for those of you who are interested in sewing or already sew, keep an eye out at your local sewing machine dealer or fabric store because they offer free classes, not just for people who purchase, you know, major pieces of equipment. They have introductory classes where you'll make a project. Sometimes the whole goal of the class is just to sell you some piece of equipment, but you get to walk in and use it and walk away with a project and they provide everything and they're free. I've seen a number of occasions where the manufacturers of the machine will sponsor the class, so they pay for everything just to get you in the door to use their equipment. You don't necessarily have to buy anything, but it gets you in the door. You get to sit down behind something and do the whole try it before you buy it. So keep your eye out for all those free opportunities to learn something when they come up. I know I'm totally, totally going to maximize on this free class experience. And that's all I've got in Spin a Tale. And now on to spinning my wheels. This week and next week are going to be two very big weeks for gift crafting. It's all self-imposed. People haven't asked me for stuff, but there are just like a handful of items that I need to get accomplished now for some of the people in my life. One, my first nephew on my husband's side of the family, little Georgie, is turning one next weekend. And he is our little prince. He is, so far, he's the only boy nephew in the family. So he's carrying on that family name and everybody just adores him. He's the sweetest baby in the world. We are all so excited that he joined our lives and we love him to death. We love him to pieces. The girls just cannot get enough of this kid. He's so adorable and sweet and it's such a wonderful addition to the family and I can't wait to celebrate his first birthday. So for him, I'm getting really, really brave in my crafting. One, I'm going to knit him a crown. I'm not sure if I'm going to modify the crepe paper crown to fit a child or if I'm going to find another crown pattern on Ravelry and knit something like that. So that'll be for his birthday party 
And hopefully, you know, he's won. Hopefully he'll keep it on his head, which is kind of why I'm leaning toward the whole crepe paper crown, because that way I haven't invested a lot of money or yarn in it if he decides to destroy it or won't wear it. And in addition to that, I am going to do my first sewn applique experience on a little shirt for him. I'm really excited. What I want to do is just get a plain white t-shirt, you know, pretty decent quality t-shirt, and then do an applique number one on it so he can wear it on at his birthday party. I'm excited. I've wanted to try applique for quite some time, and now this little project gives me an excuse to do it. So I'm looking forward to both of those things. In spinning. Really, my spinning is kind of stunted right now, but I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about my initial experience spinning the Cormo. I didn't really talk about it much at all in even the week that I started spinning the Cormo. I didn't even talk about my experience. So the Cormo, how am I finding the Cormo? It is very soft. That is for sure. Cormo apparently is an Australian crossbreed between Corydale and Merino. It's super soft and very floofy, and I like it. However, I'm not super happy with my spinning product right now. It seems that even when it appears to be spinning very evenly and, you know, pretty and pristine, and I'm spinning it worsted, and, you know, as the strands are getting drawn on to the bobbin, it looks like it's all even. But then when I, like, loosen my tension on the twisted strand... There are bits and pieces that seem to be fluffier than the rest. And I'm like, okay, this is not, just isn't going to be even, and I'm going to have to deal with that. And I guess I'm going to have to figure out what it's going to look like when it's plied. So even though I think my twist is going in evenly, and as I'm doing it, it appears to be, when I relax the tension on the strand, you can just totally tell the spin isn't dispersing itself evenly across my work area. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that, and I have no idea how it's going to work out. But it is very soft and I love the color, so we'll have to keep going. And it's only that little one ounce sample, so if it doesn't work out, I'm not out very much. But I do love the color. What else has been going on? Not a whole lot in sewing. I've just really been playing around with my machine a lot since I've been taking that class. I finished up the bags for the big reveal giveaway, and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoy making them. They're so super simple, and they make me very, very happy. I feel really accomplished, and I'm working with some very pretty fabric. So that always makes me happy. And the only other thing I've got planned is the applique for my nephew's shirt. Sewing is kind of at a blah this week. <laughs> Not a whole ton. On to knitting, I suppose. In knitting, cobblestone is moving along. I'm kind of debating on whether or not to only knit again on cobblestone for like the next two weeks and see if I can get it knocked out. I was debating on whether or not to try to finish it before fall like officially started. But yeah, that's totally not going to happen. That's like five days away and there's no way I'm going to finish the sleeves and the yoke of that sweater and get it done. That's just not going to happen. But I think I could get it done in like two weeks. People knit whole sweaters in two weeks and I have like less than half of this thing left. I'd like to see if I could dedicate myself to it and get it knocked out in two weeks. I have other sweaters I want to start for myself and there's just no way I'm going to cast a sweater on if I haven't finished cobblestone. So I need to buckle down and get that going. In addition to knitting, huh, I'm such a dork. So this week at uh, knit night, I'm like, well, I knocked out an entire hat last week. Let's do it again. So I cast on this hat, started knitting in the same Ozark hand spun hat pattern that I used last week. 
But for some reason, I had it in my head that the yarn I was working with wasn't quite as bulky as the Rowan's Biggie print, so I cast on more stitches. I actually ended up ripping the thing out three times to adjust the number of stitches because I just kept having too many. And like the first time, it was definitely not the size of any human's head. It was more like the circumference of this hat was more like the circumference of like a toddler sweater. It was silly. But three times I had to rip it out and cast back on. I cast it on again this morning. Haven't really got into knitting it, so I have no idea how big it's going to actually end up. So, so far we're like five days into the project and I totally failed at my attempt to start and finish a hat in one night. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm glad it worked the first time, but the second time really just, it's just not happening. It's funny. I crack myself up sometimes. And that's really all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. I'm keeping up with the status quo and sprinkling in some smaller projects to keep myself interested in what's going on. It's pretty exciting. But that's all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. This week in Put My Spin On It, I want to talk a little bit about the interwebs. When it comes to sewing. I'm a way beginner compared to the rest of the crafts that I take on. And one of the things I do pretty often is I get on the internet and I will search for technique information. And I have found quite a few fantastic sites that are, they either have great tutorials for techniques from the basic to the sublime, or they have free patterns on them or really good projects and a lot of pretty things to provide inspiration and idea generation for me. So I wanted to share some of those with you. When I was searching for information on how to do applique in preparation for doing my nephew's shirt, I found a site called Sew for Home. That is S-E-W, the numeral four, H-O-M-E.com. And there are so many great tutorials on there. I don't really do a whole lot of sewing for like my household. I don't make pillows or curtains or things like that, but they break their tutorials down into just the technique, not necessarily making the whole curtain, but this is how you would add a grommet to a project. I'm like, wow, that is fantastic. They have a lot of great tutorials with fantastic pictures and it's very, very inspirational. And they also have a lot of free projects on there. In addition, one of the things that I like to do is go to sewing machine manufacturers websites, all of them. They all have free patterns and tutorials and information on them. And the same is pretty much true for all of the major fabric manufacturers, like Moda, for example, is a really common fabric brand. And they have tons of stuff on their website, lots of free patterns, lots of great ideas for how to use their product. And of course, you don't necessarily have to use their product to use the information. Singer, the Bernina site, all of them, Janome, they all have free patterns on there. So even if you don't use their brand, you can still go and get a lot of information on these free resources. And ugh, for any beginner, I think, in any craft, the net just offers so many resources that you can do or learn just about anything you set out to if you go out there. I'm not going to cover every single site that I've accessed that is fantastic, but I will, however, put together a list of some of the sites I've felt are super useful on the show notes page so that for those of you who are into sewing, thinking about starting, have a little list of resources that might be helpful to you. 
This week, I am all spun up about a band called Mumford and Sons. I know, right? What a horrible name for a band. If I had just been scrolling through a list of music and seen that name, I would have passed them by based on the name alone. You know me, always judging the book by the cover. Well, I've been trying to break that habit over the last couple of months, if you haven't noticed. Anyhow, the other morning, me and the family were going through our morning routine. I was getting ready for work, and this song was on the television. My daughter was up a little early, and she turned on VH1 and watching videos. And the minute I heard this song, it stopped me dead in my tracks, and I could not help myself but stand there in the middle of my living room, watching the entire video and listening to the song. It struck me in my depths. I have no idea why. It's really beautiful music, which is unbelievable for, it seemed really deep for modern music that's, you know, playing on a top 40 music channel. I'm sure some of you have already heard of Mumford and Sons and that this is definitely not new information to you, but if you haven't, you should definitely give them a listen. To me, I found it to be the kind of music that incites emotion, if that makes any sense. If I'm feeling melancholy and maybe a little downtrodden, listening to their songs will bring me to tears. But if I'm feeling chipper, then I'm going to end up in my car looking like a complete moron singing at the top of my lungs with the windows rolled up in complete and utter joy. The music itself is kind of folky. It has a Celtic feel, but also reminds me a little bit of Dave Matthews, just a little. The lead singer's voice has like a tinge of Dave Matthews. There's a lot, not a lot, there's like a handful of the vernacular that he uses that I just don't recognize. And I'm sure that if you're from Europe or England, more precisely, you may actually recognize some of the phrases that he used, but they just completely go over my head. But the band is made up of four guys. They're really young. They're like in their early to mid 20s. I'd say 25 or under all of them. And the music's just surprisingly mature for a band full of guys this age. They use less traditional instruments than you find in the average top 40 song. There's what sounds like banjo. I haven't actually seen them all playing all the instruments that they use. Most of them, I think, play multiple instruments, but it's really enjoyable music, and I'm totally stuck on it this week. And if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to them, definitely give it a try. And that's what's got me all spun up this week, Mumford & Sons. I'll be sure to link to their website in the show notes. And hopefully, if I can find something appropriate, I will tack on one of their songs at the end of this episode. All right, everybody, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control, but not without announcing the winners of the big reveal contest. First off, I want to start by saying that this was really tough. If I had planned a little bit better, I would have had consolation prizes because there were some great entries, and I want to start off with honorable mentions. First, to Toady Joe, if I had a prize for it, you definitely would have gotten the Quick Draw Award. Your post was so fast, I swear to God, I hardly had the thread started, and she already had an answer. Second, the most hilarious response goes to Bijou Master. Her guess was clown. It wasn't her official guess, but she had to share it with the group, and thank you so much for doing so. She had said that when I talked about footwear and wearing the same stuff to work every day, the first thing that came to her mind was that I was a professional clown. Totally awesome. The next and final honorable mention goes to Kathy in Iowa. She would get the Most Badass Award. 
CIA. How cool would that be, right? I'm definitely not that badass, but thank you so much for thinking that highly of me. And now on to the big winner. The big winner of this contest is Knit Admin. She was the first entry that had the most complete and accurate information. She guessed the who, the what, and went so far as to add my rank. So yes, for the big reveal, I am an active duty Air Force officer who works as a public affairs officer. I'm a captain. I've been active duty for 14 years. I started off my career as a benefit to you as an Air Force broadcaster. My first job, I was a radio DJ in Korea and I bounced around. I've been active duty, like I said, for 14 years and I plan to go for 20. I thought it was really important to share this with you because there may come a time when my service to the United States Air Force interrupts my recording schedule. But, and I also wanted to say happy birthday to the United States Air Force, which is celebrating its 63rd year in existence on September 18th. So to all of you who added your entries, thank you so much. And congratulations again to Knit Admin. And feel free to post on the boards if you want to know anything more about what is going on in my career. Thanks again, guys. As I said, I'm going to search for a song from Mumford & Sons to play at the end of this episode. So hopefully I was able to do that for you. As always, you can check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. Email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as Joyful Girl. Follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Made. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon. As the winter winds litter London with lonely hearts, oh, the warmth in your eyes swept me into your arms. Was it love or fear of the cold that led us through the night? Your beauty trumped my doubt And my hand told my heart Let love grow But my Yeah.